elephants in the room. I guess, did you hear like the, the tapping? Yeah, the it's when my voice was getting too high. Well, no, when it gets to the end, then you start. Oh, so, like, when you so started, I start now. It was, yeah, yeah, so when you started, it wasn't even, <laughs> oh, okay, it, it hadn't okay, gone okay, into it yet. Welcome to Elephants in the Room. If you guys can't tell, I'm a little nervous. Um, this is my first podcast episode, obviously, if you are here. So welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm extremely excited. I'm a little nervous. Um, I wanted to start a podcast for a really long time, but I've like come up with every reason to not do it. So now we're just going to do it. So first, I'm going to talk about what elephants in the room means to me and why I chose that name. So... The title of this episode is called Vulnerability Creates Freedom, which is kind of the theme behind this podcast. So elephants in the room, as everyone knows the term or the saying, oh, what's the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room being the thing that no one wants to talk about, the thing that makes people uncomfortable, um, the thing that a lot of times we're embarrassed of. (laughs) So everyone usually knows there's an elephant in the room, but a lot of times we don't address the elephant in the room. And so this podcast is about addressing the elephants in your room, in my room, and in everyone's room. So I'm pretty excited to talk about this. Um, So let's just get started with um, the episode. And I'm also real quick going to check if my phone's recording because I feel like it's not recording right now and that would be really sad. So hold up. Okay, we're good. We're recording. (laughs) Okay, so why did I want to start this podcast? Um, I spent a lot of my life hiding from my reality and being embarrassed and ashamed of my reality. And it was very crippling for me. So I feel like when I was finally able to be vulnerable with myself and others, it created so much freedom in my life. (laughs) So that is why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, Well, to kind of expound on that, the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I didn't want people to feel how I felt when I did feel isolated and when I did feel alone. And so, you know, this is kind of a place that I want you guys to feel safe and I want you guys to feel like you're not alone. And I want to create this environment, this like safe space for me, for you guys, for anyone who listens, um, where we can just kind of accept our flaws, our insecurities, our fears, our doubts, the good parts of life, the bad parts of life, and kind of do it together. So that is why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, and then don't mind me, I'm reading some notes on my laptop. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be real about that. Um, okay. So, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the topic here. Um, Vulnerability creates freedom. What is vulnerability? By definition, it's the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, So being vulnerable is right there. It says it in the definition. It is 
is being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So that is why vulnerability is scary because when we are vulnerable, we never know what people's reactions are going to be. Um, and so that's kind of what I think pushes us to create this false narrative, um, out of protection for ourselves because we don't want to be judged and we don't want to feel like we're not normal. So I want to talk about some stories of sometimes I wasn't vulnerable in my life and how that affected me. So when I talk about how I've spent my whole life, like not, like not wanting to accept my reality and wanting to run away from my reality, I'm going to kind of key it into a story of my childhood. So when I was a little girl growing up, I grew up in a very um, poor family. Um, as many of you know, which I'm sure we'll dive deeper into, but both my parents were addicts growing up. And so, um, I lived a very unconventional childhood. I moved a lot. Um, we didn't have a lot of money, different things like that. And, um, I was so embarrassed of that. I was so ashamed of that. And I really, really did not want that to be my reality. And I really didn't want people to know that that was my reality. So instead of accepting it, and so when I was a little girl, this is a true story. Anytime my mom would drive me anywhere and we had a really, really ghetto car. It's like a really crappy car. And we would go through different cars all the time. And usually they were like, like $1,000 cars, $2,000 cars, like really cheap. And obviously I should be grateful to have a car. But at the time I was just embarrassed that I didn't have a nice car. So I used to put on a hoodie in my car like tie it up all the way, um, and lay down like back towards the back of the seat. And I would have my mom drop me off three blocks away from my middle school or my elementary school, because I didn't want the kids to see what car I was in because I didn't want them to know what my home life looked like. Um, and I really, <laughs> I really tried to be someone that I wasn't. <laughs> I really tried to be normal um, growing up in school and stuff. I, I never wanted anyone to know about my home life. Even my close friends, a lot of them didn't know the situation that I was in. Um, so that is one story. And then another story I want to talk about, which again, we will definitely, sorry, my hair is bugging me. <laughs> um, we will definitely talk about deeper, but, um, as many of you guys know, I went through a divorce. Um, and when I was going through my separation during my divorce, um, I, I deleted my Instagram app for a whole year <laughs> because I could not stand being on it and the pressure of feeling like everyone was asking me questions. Everyone was wondering what my status was because my divorce was very public and it was really hard for me. It was really, really hard for me because I spent so much of my life trying to be someone that I wasn't and trying to be normal. And then when I finally got a sense of like normal in my life, it was ripped from me. And then again, I felt like I was a product of my circumstances. So I felt like there was something wrong with me because I was getting a divorce and, um, I was comparing myself to everyone on the internet. I was comparing myself to all these married couples and all these people's people in relationships. And I felt so alone. Um, so those are two times that I was very, it was very hard for me to be vulnerable in my life. Um, and now I want to talk about the effects of not being vulnerable. 
the number one thing I want to talk about is isolation. When we run from who we are and when we run from our circumstances, um, we isolate ourselves. We isolate ourselves from the world. We isolate ourselves from family, friends, people, because we don't want people to know what's going on in our lives. And the thing is, if we don't tell people what's going on in our lives, we will isolate from them because we're, we're not able to be ourselves. We're not able to, you know, talk about things. Like I remember for a very long time when I went through my divorce, I literally would not go to family events or friends events because I was so scared of people asking me about my situation. Um, and so it creates so much isolation from all of the people that you love. Cause you're so scared of the lack of acceptance, um, from people and the judgment and sometimes even the lack of acceptance from yourself in a sense. Sometimes I think we even isolate from ourselves and we just numb ourselves, which is not good. Um, so yeah, that is one of the effects of not being vulnerable. The next thing I want to talk about is um, one of the effects of hiding and avoiding being vulnerable is depression. So I don't know if anyone has experienced depression who's watching this. I'm sure many of you have. It is horrendous. It's terrible. It's crippling. It's exhausting. It makes you question everything. Um, And I think that depression is something that we go through when we're not vulnerable because when we do isolate ourselves, we don't have any support. And then when we also compare ourselves to others and we feel like there's something wrong with us, or we feel like, you know, we're not loved because of our circumstances, it creates depression when we compare ourselves to others. And when we can not being vulnerable also creates this like obsession and idolatry with other people and with their lives and constantly just like looking at other people and being like, Oh my gosh, like, why don't I have that? Why am I not in that situation? Is there something wrong with me? Um, you know, it, it really like robs the joy of anything good you have or any progress that you've made because you look at someone else and they've made more progress than you or they're happier than you. Um, and so it's just so toxic. And when we're not vulnerable with ourselves or others, there's no room for honesty of where we're at. And so we're just looking at other people and comparing ourselves to them. I hope that that made sense because I feel like that didn't make sense. But um, let's jump to the next thing. Why is vulnerability scary? Because of the potential judgment, lack of understanding, invalidating of your emotions, pain and shame from others and or ourselves. Being vulnerable is scary. I know. And it can feel like if we let the world or the people in our circle or people at work or our friends or anyone know what we're really going through, it can feel like you'll never be accepted. It can feel like there's something wrong with you. It can feel like people will never look at you the same. It can feel like you'll lose people's trust. You'll lose their respect. Um, It can feel like people just won't see you how they used to see you. And that's scary. Like that's really scary, especially in a world that's so... Um, you know, we, we live in this world where like the culture of like working really hard and creating this dream life is so aesthetic and so like, um, 
like praised. Like everyone's always like, oh, like how can I become rich and how can I be successful and how can I have all these things? And so we strive for all these perfect things. Um, and that's the world we live in. Like that, that is all idolized and that is all glamorized. And that is what we put on social media. And so it is so scary to sit down in a room full of people and be like, yeah, my life's not like that. And my life's actually falling apart. Um, so, oh, oh my gosh, that just fell. Do you know what we're going <laughs> to, this is okay. This is like the, this is like the core of this, uh, podcast. So it's like, fine. Um, I set up this podcast studio guys and, um, this already fell one time today. So we're just going to like put it off to the side. It's fine. Um, so yeah, the judgment, the lack of understanding and the invalidating of your emotions, pain and shame from others and ourselves. So, okay. So yeah, we talked about the judgment and then the lack of understanding. That's another really hard thing. And a scary thing about being vulnerable is like, there's this fear that people won't understand. Um, and I think there's nothing worse than putting your heart out there and expressing how you feel to someone and for them to not understand that is so hard because it's like, what more can I say? You know? So that's really hard. Um, the next thing is invalidating of your emotions. This one's a really hard for me. This one is a really one, a really hard one for me. Um, there's nothing worse than telling someone how you feel or sharing things that are so deep inside of you or scars or, you know, fears or different things with someone and having them invalidate you and be like, it's not that bad. Or, you know, you're overreacting or you're crazy or there's something wrong with you. That is really hard. Um, so that is one of the things that's really scary about vulnerability. Um, and then the pain and shame from others and ourselves. Obviously we aren't perfect. And when we admit we're not perfect, there's going to be a level of pain, um, from the disappointment in ourselves. And then also pain from disappointment uh, from disappointing others. Um, so that is, that is challenging. And then I think too, like shame is really hard to deal with. Like I spent a lot of my life really trying to be perfect. And if I wasn't perfect, I felt like my worth was, was in, I felt like if I wasn't perfect, I wasn't worthy of as much love. I wasn't worthy of as much acceptance. I wasn't worthy of it, of as many good things in life. And that's really hard. Um, so yeah, that is some of the reasons I feel like vulnerability is scary. And then we're going to jump to the next point and it is how does vulnerability create freedom? So it helps you accept and love yourself. When I finally was vulnerable with family, friends, and even some of the world, um, there was such a sense of relief that I went through. Like it was very scary, but once it was out, it was like, <laughs> you know, people can judge me, but it's the truth. And it came with such a sense of love and acceptance for myself, for where I was right then. I think that sometimes we tend to want to love ourselves and to accept ourselves when we're doing all the right things or when things are going good or when we feel like we deserve that. But when I started to see that despite my imperfections and despite what I'd been through, you know, I was worthy and I was special and I mattered, you know, 
Um, so that is one of the reasons <laughs> or one of the ways I feel like it creates freedom. Um, it helps you embrace who you are. You can't embrace who you are until you're honest with yourself about who you are and what you've been through. And I'll say this, what you've been through does not define who you are, but what you've been through does help develop who you become. So even though we are not what has happened to us, what has happened to us can create a lot of beauty in us and a lot of strength and a lot of endurance and a lot of character and even can turn into some bad things too. It can turn into trauma and, you know, unhealthy habits and fears and wounds, but every, every single part of that is us. And there's beauty in that. There's beauty in accepting the beautiful parts of us and also the unconventionally beautiful parts of us. So yeah. Um, and then the next thing that it does is it helps you deepen your emotional connection with yourself and others. When you're able to accept where you are and what you've been through and who you are, it deepens your relationship with yourself because I mean, we have to look at our relationships with ourselves just like we look at our relationship with anyone else. Our relationship is based off of communication, off of, you know, different love languages, like acts of service, quality time, all these different things. And so when we're honest with ourselves and when we're having these honest conversations with ourselves, it builds that communication within ourselves. And I feel that that really helps deepen our relationship with ourselves. And then it also helps deepen your emotional connection with others. There is nothing more comforting than sitting down with someone and them being vulnerable with you and sharing things about themselves with you that are scary because it helps you feel safe to do the same. It helps you feel less alone. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then the last one is it puts you and those people around you at peace because you don't have to pretend anymore. Have you guys ever gone to like a social event and had to like, kind of like put on this fake face? Like, let's say you were having a really hard time that day. And then you had to go to this family event and you have to go and you have to pretend that you're okay. You know, let's say that day your boyfriend broke up with you and you have to go to this family event and not tell anyone. And you have to put on this good face. Like you're happy. There's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than having to pretend you are okay when you're not okay. There's nothing worse than that. And it is the most tense, frustrating, just debilitating thing in the world. So when you're able to be vulnerable with yourself, it creates a safe space for people to be vulnerable with you. And it also creates a safe environment where neither of you have to pretend anymore. And you can just be like chill. You can just like sit there and not have to just be tense and force anything because the truth is the truth and the truth sets you free. And, <laughs> and I believe that 100%. Um, Okay. So that kind of wraps in a lot about, um, this topic today in this episode. And then the next thing I want to talk about is some tips that can maybe help you guys on how to be vulnerable with yourself and others, because I know that it is scary. Um, the first thing is to acknowledge the hurt and the pain caused to you by others or yourself. That last line is really important. I'm going to read it one more time because it's very important. Acknowledge the hurt and the pain caused to you by others or yourself. We cannot accept what has happened to us if we don't acknowledge it. Sometimes we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, do you know what? 
this person or this person's actions really hurt me. They really hurt me. We have to validate ourselves in that. Or do you know what? What I did really hurt me because that's not who I am. That's not my character. So acknowledging the hurt and the pain is so important. And I feel like it's the first step. Um, the next tip I have for you guys is to let yourself process any emotions that, that you've tried to run away from. I'm going to say it again. I keep repeating myself. Let yourself process any emotions that you've numbed or run away from. Let yourself sit in those emotions. Don't run from them. Let yourself really feel those emotions because to heal, what do we have to do? We have to feel. So you have to let yourself feel those emotions. The next thing is to give yourself grace as you learn to relearn what is normal quote in quotations. (laughs) So through healing, through being vulnerable, through accepting, through all these things, you just have to treat it as if you would treat a relationship. You know, if your friend or family member or spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend is going through something hard, are you going to be really hard on them as they process what they're going through? Are you going to be mean? Are you going to say mean things? Are you going to invalidate their feelings? Are you going to say, oh, why aren't you healed by now? Uh, Why don't you feel better by now? You're not going to do that, right? You're going to give them grace and you're going to give them patience. And I need you to practice doing that with yourself as well, because you will not be able to love someone until you love yourself. And you have to give yourself the love that you give to others. It's so, so important. So the next one I want to talk about is to find safe people to be vulnerable with. Now, I think there is a boundary of being vulnerable. You don't just want to like, go shouting out to the whole world, all of your deepest, darkest secrets. Um, Obviously there's layers and there's boundaries to that. And we'll talk about that in another episode, but you know, finding safe people, whether it's a family member, a friend, a significant other, finding people that are safe to be vulnerable with and to let your feelings out with is really, really important. So if you don't have someone, um, you know, I encourage you to try to try to reach out to people in your corner. Um, you know, and if you don't have someone, number one, you're not alone. And number two, I'm here with you. I hear you. And I've been there. Um, and also I believe as many of you know, um, I'm a Christian. I believe, um, I believe in Jesus and I do believe that he is there for you and that he loves you very much. Um, so talk to someone, find someone, Um, okay. The next thing is to focus on your identity. What is identity? It's very different for everyone. Um, my identity, when I went through everything that I went through was founded upon Jesus. Um, and that really helped me to see my worth and see that despite everything that I had been through, I was still perfect in his eyes and that I was valuable and worth it. Um, but wherever your identity comes from, just find that and start to really soak into that identity and lean into that identity and remember who you are, despite what you've been through, despite what you've done. Um, so, so really work on focusing on your identity and then give yourself the love and acceptance that you would give to someone you love. We kind of already talked about that, um, with giving yourself grace and patience, but also give yourself love and acceptance. Um, accept what has happened to you, accept what you've done to others others. And then also still love yourself through that. Accept that and say, I'm, I still love myself. I still, you know, I still accept myself. 
And I feel like forgiveness kind of ties into that for also whoever's hurt you, or if you've hurt yourself, having to forgive yourself, or if you've hurt someone else as well, you have to have forgiveness. Um, and the next thing is to understand that your identity is not defined by your past nor your mistakes. You are valuable as you are right now. It doesn't matter what you do today, tomorrow, the next day. You have to understand that your value is not based on your achievements. It is not based on your circumstances. It is not based on how you were raised, who you come from, where you come from. Your value is not based on that. And you have to start understanding that. You have to start letting that sink in because that is so important. And placing our identity in anything other than what it should be can be very dangerous. Placing your identity in your achievements is dangerous. Placing your identity in your relationships is dangerous. Placing your identity in things of this world like fame or money are dangerous. You do not want to do that. Um, so focus on identity. Um, and then the next thing is understand that not everyone is going to understand or accept you and that's okay. This one's a hard one for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I am a recovering people pleaser and I really used to care a lot about what people think of me and I still do. I'm not going to lie, but I definitely do a lot less than I used to. Um, but when you do choose to be vulnerable, it is very freeing and it is so rewarding, but you also have to understand that some people aren't going to like that. And some people are going to judge you and some people are going to, you know, say hurtful things or treat you different. But there is a lot of beauty in accepting that not everyone has to like you and that is okay. I know for me, coming from someone who is a people pleaser and I feel like I'm as well a recovering codependent person. And if you don't know what that, that if you don't know what codependency is, we'll talk about that later. I spent so much of my life trying to do everything right in my relationship so people would love me. And I wanted to be everything that anyone wanted me to be for them. So they would love me because I was so scared of being abandoned. I was so scared of being unloved. But the problem with that is if someone is only with you, whether it be a friend or a significant other, because of a way that you have to pretend to be, or you have to be perfect all the time and meet all these certain criteria for them to love you. It's not real love. <laughs> Mic drop. I know. <laughs> um, so understanding that not everyone is gonna accept you or understand is okay because the ones who truly love you and the ones who are truly meant to be there will stay and they will still love you. So the next thing we're going to talk about is one more tip. Okay. The next tip is remember that pretending to be someone you're not to receive love will never last and it will never be fulfilling or comforting because it's not real. It's funny that this is the next bullet point because I pretty much just said this and I didn't even know this was the next bullet point, but guys, if you are in a relationship, if you are in a relationship or a friendship and you feel like you have to be something that you're not, or you feel like you have to do certain things, um, perfectly for this person to love you. And if you don't, that they won't love you, it's probably not a healthy relationship for you to be in. Now, obviously every relationship takes effort, um, but every relationship also takes patience and, um, 
acceptance. So like for me and my boyfriend, like I am not perfect. I'm far from perfect. And I strive to, you know, love him in the best ways I can in our relationship. But there are times I fail. Um, and he doesn't love me any less for that. Not to mention he doesn't love me any less for my past or what I've been through. And if he did, then that wouldn't be real love. So, um, yeah, we don't want, we don't want fake love. We want real love. Okay. The next tip is learn how to turn your pain into purpose and passion for your life. I know for me, after everything that I went through, it's been really challenging, but I'm so, so, so grateful that I get to be what I didn't have. Now I get to use that to connect with people, to help people, to create what I never had. I never had someone that I felt like was vulnerable about what they were going through that was similar to what I was going through. So when I went through what I went through with my divorce and my childhood, I felt so isolated and so alone. And so I really want to be a safe space for you guys. And I want you guys to know that I I don't know everything you've been through and I don't know what you're going through right now, but I know that we all struggle. And I know that it's isolating to feel like you're the only one struggling. So yeah, learn to um, turn your pain into a purpose and passion. Um, And then there's two more tips. Look for ways to learn and grow from all you've endured. This one's a hard one. It's really hard to go through really hard stuff and then be like, oh, what did I learn from that? It's like, uh, I don't want to learn anything from that. That was really hard. But I know every hard thing that I've ever been through, I've learned something from it. It's developed my character. It's led me to something greater. It has strengthened my faith. Learn to take that pain and, you know, see how maybe you've learned from it or how you can grow from it. It's very important. So as you do start to try to be vulnerable with yourself and others, you have to start to ask yourself, how can I do that? How can I create a safe space for myself to do that? Okay. And then to kind of sum this up, I want to talk about something that does help me. Um, Like I said, I am a believer, but if you are not a believer, I love you and I'm glad you're here. Um, But I do go on to share this for you guys if you are believers or even if you're not. Um, This is a verse from the Bible and it is in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. Jesus, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more in my weaknesses so, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So that's kind of the key of one of the reasons I believe vulnerability is so strengthening because there's so much strength in weakness, so much, Um, especially in Jesus. I know for me, when I am weak, um, he makes me strong because I rely on him. Um, and if you don't believe in Jesus, I still believe that weakness provides so much strength because when we are weak, you know, it's, that's, what's hard. It's not hard to be strong and to be perfect, like, or at least portray yourself that way when you're pretending like you're so strong and, Oh, nothing affects me. And I'm so great. All those things. It's like, that's easy to do. That's not scary to do because you know, you're not going to be judged, but when you're vulnerable, 
And when you're weak, that's scary, which I believe is true strength. Um, so yeah. Okay. So thank you guys so much for being here. I'm like really nervous. As you can tell, I like stuttered like 10 times, but I'm also really excited. Um, I don't know where this podcast is going to go and I don't know what's going to come from it, but I really am excited to just explore everything with you guys and talk about everything. Um, so if you guys want to support me, please share this podcast with a friend. You can share on your social media. Um, you can come back next week for the next episode. And then I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me, loving me. If you're here, I'm assuming you probably follow me on TikTok or maybe Instagram and you know a little bit of my story already. But if you don't, I'm happy you're here. And I look forward to telling you all my trauma and all my, all my, all my things. Um, but yeah, what elephants do you guys have in your room? I will see you guys next week. Um, my name is Nicole and this is Elephants in the Room. <laughs>